Hi, my name is Alain Vignon, coach of the Flyers. You're listening to Snow the Goalie. That is not a mistake, my friends. That was Flyers coach, Elaine Vigneault. And let me just say, ladies and gentlemen, this is why Snow the Goalie is the premier podcast. Wait a second. Is that another P word, Russ? That's another P. Of course, we always say it's the presidential podcast. It's the Pedialyte podcast. It's the prognosticators podcast, the players podcast, the people's podcast, the premier podcast. Because, ladies and gentlemen, we did something. That, to my knowledge, has not been done. We sat down face-to-face with Flyers head coach, Elaine Vigneault, in what was what I would consider maybe one of the most enjoyable interviews we've done. And by the time you get done listening to that interview, if you're not a believer in AV, then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Of course, I'm, I'm, I'm Russ at Joy Unbrought, Anthony at Ant San Philly. Thanks for all of you uh, who are joining us for the first time and, of course, the longtime listeners. This interview will give you some real insight. Anthony, um, what were your immediate takeaways when we were done with, uh, with Vigno? Not getting into too many specifics, because we'll do that on the, the other side of the, uh, the interview itself. He, he has the, the possibility of being one of the most well-liked coaches in this franchise's history. And I mean that from a fan perspective. I think that fans are going to love him. Just because of his nature, just because of his, uh, you know, he's open, he's honest, he's straightforward, he's funny, he's gregarious, he's engaging. There's a lot of those things. Um, I mean, you know, he's, he's a good hockey guy, too. He's a good hockey coach as well. But I think that, you know, we, we make so much about personalities and connecting with the fan base and, and how important it is in Philadelphia, maybe even more so than most other cities. Um, and it, it, he gets it. And, I, you know, I think it comes from experience. He'll talk about this a little bit. Um, it comes from experience of, of coaching in Canada where hockey is, is life. Um, he did that in Montreal and Vancouver. Um, and was an assistant coach in Ottawa, uh, which he'll also talk about. Uh, but, uh, but I think that is my biggest takeaway is that, you know, yeah, the team has to be – they have to win in order for him to ultimately be successful. Um, but I think that, that from day one, just the way he talks about the team and talks to the fans, I, I think they're gonna, it's, a, it's a win. I think he gets it, and it's important that you have people who get it in, this, in sports. This guy certainly does. I think the interesting thing here, and by the way, for those of you who are listening thinking that there's something wrong with your speakers, there's not. That's Anthony. He's sitting outside. Those are crickets. Those yeah, are real-life so crickets. I'm, gonna, I'm just going just to tell the fans, this is, this is important. Like, this is how much this this interview meant, right? Like, we didn't want to wait. We could have held up, you know, and recorded the you – know, we did the interview uh, on um, – Early in the week. Yeah, early in the week. And and, and, and uh, we could have waited to record the, um, uh, you know, the, the intro and the outro for the podcast this week. But we wanted to get it up. We wanted to get it up. You know, the, the camp is starting this weekend. We wanted to kind of get it out there. There's, you know, the – the uh, rookie game is happening. So there's a lot of you know interest in hockey, and we don't want to wait. And so I'm out somewhere where I, I can't find a quiet room in the place that I'm at. Um, and the closest I can get to quiet is outside the place in the in the uh, sitting on a uh, bench 
Um, and that's the crickets behind me. And I'm getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. But I'm doing this so that we can get the, get the podcast out at just the right time. And the best thing is, the people who might have been AV detractors, when they get done listening to this and they look around to see if there's any other detractors who want to stand up on a, uh, on a soapbox and denounce this man, this is what you're going to hear. Crickets. He's going to turn you into a believer. I'm an AV lever. Anyway, oh. let's get to the interview really quickly. Uh, and then on the other side, we're gonna, we have another big announcement, so make sure that you stay around for that. But on the other side of the uh, interview, we'll reflect on it and we'll... Uh, Talk about what, what Elaine Vigneault had to say about this Philadelphia Flyers team and the season to come. So uh, join us on the other side. Welcome into the Snow the Goalie podcast. And Russ, we're starting off the 2019-2020 season with a bang. Yep. We figure the Flyers, it's a, it's a new, new season. It's a new feeling with this team. Who better to start off with our first interview than the head coach, Elaine Vigneault? Elaine, thank you for joining us My here pleasure. on the My program. Pleasure, now, yes. we want to start off... I, I, Russ and I have yeah. we've been having a big argument. Okay. In his other life, yeah. he teaches language. He teaches yeah. German, and he's a little bit of, does a little bit of French okay. and Spanish. Well, and Spanish, Spanish too. French okay. Is, French is like my fourth. Okay. okay. All right. But we have an argument about the pronunciation, uh-huh. the correct pronunciation uh-huh. for your name, and I'm sure you've had it butchered over the years. Yes, for sure. So, uh, we're since we're I'm the American here, all right, and I say okay. Elaine Vigneault. Is that okay? That's fine. Okay, but he wants to do it a different well, way. I I would think that would be Elaine. Vigneault. Alain Vigneault. Yeah. Alain Vigneault. Vigneault. Yeah. Probably the easiest would be just to call me AV. AV. <laughs> there and there it is. There That's it is. the solution. From now That's on. Everybody, everybody calls me Coach or AV. Okay. All right. All right. So, well, then we'll do yeah. it that from there. Yeah. From that, we'll take yeah. it from, from now on. AV. From, from now on. So AV. Um, yeah, you, you're, you're getting excited now to start the start camp. Yeah. Um, one of the things that's really kind of interesting, you know, over the years, uh, you've said we're at all of your different mm-hmm. stops. That, you know, there's not one system that you want to teach because you kind of base it around the, the team that you have and that, you know, it's every, every team is different, so therefore everything that you do yeah. is different. When you look at this team, if you've had a summer to kind yeah. of, you know, take in what you have here, how would you assess it? And what, what do you think that, you know, the kind of – what's this team going to look like when we start playing hockey? I think without having seen them on the ice, being physically on the ice with them, I think that we've got some good size up front uh, with good skill, um, and I believe that we can make that this type of forward play a fast game. I believe on D we've got good skill set. We've got guys that can move the puck, that, that could support the attack, which in my estimation right now, and this is without having been with them on the ice, will permit this team to play a fast game. Uh, quick to check, quick to transition, quick north-south, quick to attack. That's my assessment without seeing him on the ice. Short of what we have planned um, system-wise, but we're going to let this unfold. You know, we've got uh, obviously a lot of teaching, technical and tactical stuff that we want to get through in the first three days. Uh, And then we're going to see how quickly our, our players are absorbing what we're throwing at them. And if we are right in assuming that with the good size that we have up front, with the mobility that we have on D, that we can play that fast checking, fast transition puck game that uh, we believe can be very successful in the, today's NHL. So you were saying about how not having seen the entire team on ice yet, you're still trying to evaluate. You did have the opportunity to work with a few of your players over at, at World Championships. Yes. Just want to get an idea of 
getting to finally see up close Carter Hart, um, what you thought of him and what you thought of the, the other guys who were over there? Well, um, I, I really didn't pay that much attention to the other guys on the other team. I was just getting used to my new guys and, and my team. So really, I got to know Coots, uh, you know, quite a bit. He was a, an important element in our team. Strong two-way player, smart player. You guys have seen his growth through, through the years, so I'm, I'm not throwing anything at you that you don't already know. And Carter, I, I saw a young kid um, that uh, extremely anxious about uh, wanting to improve. Uh, he was always with uh, Dilly, our goaltender coach, same goaltender coach I had with Team Canada. I always was on the ice wanting to get better. Uh, he got... Um, some, uh, some. I think he got three games over there. Matt Murray was the was the top goaltender, two Stanley Cup uh, rings. So, um, but I, I liked the Carter's approach. I liked the way he prepared. I especially liked his work ethic, and I think we've got a you know a solid young player there. One thing that I will share with you that I, I did on purpose here, and I did the same thing uh, when I I got to New York. Did not watch a lot of video of. Of the Flyers, I really want to come in, and I said this at my initial press conference here, as a matter of fact, that I wanted to go in there, fresh mind, no preconceived notion, let the guys go on the ice, show me what they can do, you know, show me their their, their work ethic, show me their you know their coachability, and uh, that's what we're going to see start uh, Friday on the ice. And that's a, I, I think that's kind of an interesting way of approaching it because when you, I guess when you come off of the a, a disappointing season, let's mm -hmm. just say like they had here last year, it, it's probably good for the mindset of the player, right, to come into it saying, oh, okay, well now you know, forget what's happened in the past. We have a brand new start with a brand new coaching yeah. staff, and we can we can turn that page quickly. And you have a clean slate. Yeah, I mean, and they do have a clean slate. I'm not interested at all on what happened prior me here. Uh, what I'm interested on is what's going to happen starting Thursday, our initial meeting, our initial contact. Right now I've gone through the process in the last, I would say, week to 10 days of meeting each player one-on-one, -on -one, starting to build a rapport, a relationship, uh, exchanging on what my expectations are as far as, uh, you know, readiness, uh, work ethic, uh, preparation, et cetera. And uh, it's, been, it's been good. I've spent uh, you know, quite, quite, a little, quite a bit of time with each player individually uh, to get to know them a little bit. And um, I think it's gonna pay off. You know, we're just the beginning of our relationship. I really sense uh, a motivated group, a group that um, uh, feels that they have a lot to prove uh, to others, but to themselves also. Uh, that uh, you know they can be a, a good team, uh, they can be a playoff team, and uh, they want to go out there and, and they want to succeed. You mentioned Carter a little bit. Um, obviously, he's to the fan base here. Yeah. I mean, he's looked upon as you know he's the guy that's going yeah. to make the difference. Yeah. We've not had a great goalie in Philadelphia yeah. for decades, right? Yeah. Um, but how important I've is heard, it? I've heard that <laughs> <laughs> from a number of sources. <laughs> well, yeah. you've had great goalies where you've coached, right? Yes, I mean, all through your career. Right. Um, but how important is it going to be, obviously it's only his second season, to really temper that, you know, spotlight a little bit and, and make sure that he's managed properly? Yeah. 
I, I, you know what? I, I don't want to temper the, the, the spotlight in the sense that, uh, geez, I understand why people are excited. You know, yeah. when you look at them and, and you look at when you're talking to them, whether it's through an interview or one on one. I mean, he's a he's a nice young man. He's got energy. Uh, he wants to be good. He wants to help the team. So, I mean, I if I'm a, I'm in the fan base, I'm excited also as a coach, though. And, you know, uh, and being an experienced coach, I know that he's still a, a young player and he's 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 in his learning curve. Uh, our, our goaltender coach uh, feels the same way. Um, he's got a tremendous amount of potential. It's up to us to make sure that, you know, we develop that potential properly. I think with uh, with Brian Elliott, who's healthy this year, uh, I've talked to him about, um, you know, the internal good internal competition that I want between both of them, and they both get on well. I think in today's NHL, you need two good goaltenders. The, the, that position has become so more demanding, so much uh, more challenging. When I started, when I got back in the league back in 2006, Luongo, Hall of Famer, I, uh, made me look like a good coach. Oh, back then you were playing though your top, your number one goaltender 70 games. You don't do that anymore. It's gone from 70 to 60 so that, you know, you get into the playoffs and your goaltender still got some energy. It's even, in my mind, going probably towards 55 games. So you need two guys that can win games, that can play well, and I believe that uh, that's what we have. We've got a good young goaltender that's on the upswing. We've got a veteran guy that's, that's proven that he can win, that he that is healthy right now. So I feel real good about this tandem. You mentioned something before about you know being a good team, and I'm sure you've probably heard this at some point. But one of the the terms that's kind of surrounded this team mm -hmm. for at least the last six years, probably mm -hmm. longer, is the the idea of this being a mediocre team, a mediocre franchise, a meddling kind of team. Eight of the last twelve teams that that you've coached mm -hmm. have surpassed that hundred point threshold. Mm -hmm. Obviously, those are different situations that's been over an extended career. But what is it that you think has been like a, a common, like unifying factor, something that's been consistent with those teams that are able to get over that 100-point threshold? Well, I would say to you, um, in, in a lot of those teams going into the season, a lot of times the, the, the experts would have, had, would have considered us a mediocre team. I think one of the reasons why we were able to, to achieve and, and probably overachieve what people thought that we would get was I'm very precise in, in what I demand to players individually, and I'm very precise to what I demand to the team. I hold them accountable, and uh, I make sure that they understand what the right way to play is. And that's what I'm going to do with this group. I'm um, very confident that uh, with my coaching staff, with the support of management and ownership, Everybody's going to have a clear direction, and we're going to be able to make this team play well and win a lot of games. You mentioned the coaching staff. We got a lot of questions from fans, and one of them was, you know, what are the strengths of having two previous head coaches uh, on as assistants <coughs> well, on the team? Well, one thing for me that comes to mind, there's nobody that understands more the importance of an assistant coach than a head coach. I've got two guys that, without a doubt, throughout their career have been well surrounded, and they know the importance of – uh, doing their role and their jobs the right way, and both both mics, both Michelles or Mike's, however yeah. you want to call them, um, are uh, extremely excited about this opportunity. Extremely excited about this team. I I've known Michelle 
the other Mike uh, for a long time. I know what a solid hockey person he is, and this is a different role for him. Uh, but I know that he's looking forward to it. He's looking forward to being the good cop instead of, as a head coach, a lot of times you're the bad cop. He's looking forward to that. He's looking forward to the rapports that he's going to have uh, with, with the players, his responsibilities with the power play. Just like the other Mike, um, who has done, who has been an assistant before, a little, uh, a little longer uh, than the, the, the French Mike, uh, so he, um, both those guys, you know, both those guys with Lappy, who's been here, who's a flyer, and Dilly, who's in charge of our goaltender. Plus, you know, we've, we've, we've added a conditioning coach. We've added another video coach. I've brought in this year a skill coach. We've put in uh, uh, pieces. We've added some support staff that I think are going to make this group real strong. That leads into your analytics well, question, yeah, because, right? So, you know, usually we, we'll ask somebody about the role of analytics in the current game. And then, mm -hmm. you know, usually it's, it's about the same soundbite. It's, oh, yeah. you, know, you know, the eye test is important, analytics are important, and that's about it. But roster construction, and, and even as you look to implement, since you've expanded the coaching staff, is there something that, that you look at now uh, in terms of, a, of an analytic metric that has more of an important role uh, than, than it did like at the start of your career, something that you look to lean on a little bit more. Without getting into the specifics, because there are some things that we're doing here that I believe other th teams aren't doing. Like Chuck has really uh, innovated and added some pieces to that. We get a, a lot of stats. I look at 100% at everything I get. Uh, some of it to me has uh, a little bit more impact than, than other stuff, but I feel that it's important, whether it's... Uh, uh, I'll give you some, some ideas, different line, line combinations, different duos on the PK, the rotation of those duos. Like, you can go through everything. It's, it's amazing uh, the amount of information that you can get in, in today's. And it's useful. Again, the eye test is important, but there is a lot of information there that, that I believe is, is useful that you can use. You just got to make sure you use it the right way. And then from there, what do you share with your players that can help them? And what do you keep internally, just the coaches? And what does management, because management gets another set of, of input too. What do they use? What do they share with the coaches? So, you know, it's really evolved. Um, probably no doubt in my mind that maybe hockey was a little, maybe a step behind in, in some of the other sports. But we're catching up, we're catching up. And it's just a matter of figuring out <clears throat> with all the information that you can get in today, what's useful for the coaches, what's useful for the players, what's, what's the, which part can you share with your players that are going to help them become better? I want to take you back, though, to when you were an assistant coach. Which is way back. Ooh. We're going back. Yeah. Like, so it's three, 90, way back. The guy looks that's, like he's what? 30, that's, 32? That's 90, it can't be that 90, long ago. 92. 93. Yeah, which, which, which was maybe one of the worst teams in the history of hockey, that Ottawa Senators team. It was team. in the top like, three. <laughs> were 10, 70, and 4 yeah. or something like that. I, there were like seven former uh, flyers Car on that team. Kerry Uthman, who's assistant coach with the Phantoms, was on, on that team. So back Brad then. Marsh was on that yeah, team. Right, we worked for the Flyers as well. Is there anything, first of all, I wanted to know what that was like back then with a team like that it was I'm sure it was kind of crazy when because that was when expansion teams uh, had to be bad before yeah, they were allowed yeah. to be good like like yeah, not like today yeah. but if there was in, in, in conjunction with that was there anything from that era when, when you were I guess you were 31 at the time yeah, when you were assistant coach that you kind of took with you that still exists as part of your coaching 
legacy today? You know, looking back on that time, uh, honestly, like I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that. I was 31, and <clears throat> that expansion team at the time, you know, talent-wise, you know, we kitted around a lot of times that we had the wrong hull, the wrong turgeon, uh, you know, the. <laughs> Uh, and uh, just to just to survive mentally, you know, we won a maybe a, a game. A, wrong you know, Denis. Uh, wrong Denis. We <laughs> maybe won a game every month or, or something. It was. Uh, I I'm not sure. Knowing I know I am sure knowing what I do today, that I'm not sure I would do that again. Uh-huh. As much as <clears throat> it probably was good for my my learning capabilities. Um, you know, it was it was a challenge. You know, you're in this game to uh, to win, and you know, for us back then, if if the other team showed up, we had no chance. You know, we had everything had to be aligned. Uh, you know, they had to play a real bad game. We had to get all the bounces, and it, it was tough. It was tough for the players. It was tough for the coaches. It's just it's it just. And this wasn't any fun for any of the players that, that were there too. I mean, at that time, if you look at what you know, the, those two expansion teams could draft. Uh, I mean, you know, you're talking about. Uh, they, I think they could protect 20 players back yeah. then. So, a, a good American League team would have probably been able to challenge us ba- back then. So it was it was a, a tough experience. Uh, one thing, if you ask me, one thing that that I learned from that. I made a very good friend in Rick Bonus. He was the head coach, and when I went to Vancouver, he's the the guy that I, that I brought. I worked with him for seven years in Van. We went to Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, one of the guys I respect the, the most in this business. When I got hired in New York, I would have brought him with me, but he had already accepted the job in Tampa, and last year he accepted the job in in Dallas. So. He had signed for a few years, uh, but uh, made a good friendship, good hockey mind. I would have probably, you know, would have been considered here in Philly if he didn't have a job, but he had a job. So that's the one thing that I I made two good friends, uh, Rick Bonus and E.J. McGuire. We started at the same time. E.J. had worked here with the Phillies. He He was with the NHL. He's not, he's passed away since then, but uh, I made two good friendships. Hockey-wise, it's something that I've turned (laughs) the past, and I, I don't, I don't try and recollect that often. Outside of hockey, uh, yeah. what, what what makes you tick? What do you do away from the away from the rink? Um, I, I'd have to say in in the summer I'm a, a golfer. I've got uh, two good groups that uh, um, we uh, go on golfing uh, excursions together, and uh, I've got a I'm a member at Club Links back home, which is uh, you can you've got courses in Toronto and Montreal and Ottawa where I'm from, so. I've got a, a good group of people that, when the season is over, you need to get away. You need to see your friends, see your kids, see your family. My parents are still alive, so they're 85 and 86. Wow. Good for uh, so it's um, it's good during hockey season. I mean, you have no life. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it is. All you do is work, you know. Yeah. And it's seven days a week. It's long days. It's, it starts early in the morning and it finishes late at night. Uh, those are the demands of the job, demands of the business. So um, it's hockey season during the winter, and it's a little bit of golf in the summer. Do you do anything like uh, <coughs> live streaming on TV or any, 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 you watch any shows? or uh, You know what? Is there anything along the those beauty lines? Of, of me growing up in, in this culture is I don't know what Twitter is. I don't know what social media is. Podcast to me is because I've been, called, been told what it is. 
<coughs> I know about my uh, my press conferences every day. I know that uh, some information go on TV, some go here, uh, some go in the papers. I uh, I don't take a lot of time to to check on that, and I think that's how I've been able to uh, uh, survive and and do my job. This is it's not an easy job as far as <coughs> if you're if you're reading out there what people are, are saying about you and you're at, at all sensitive in any way, <laughs> this could be really challenging. Yeah. Sometimes my daughters tell me, Do you know, Dad, you're getting it. Yeah. Uh, you're getting it from all, all sides right now. And Well, you've worked in some of the toughest <coughs> markets yeah. in, in hockey. I would say any Canadian market, it yeah. would be challenging. And then New York and now here Philly. <clears throat> yeah. The difference between uh, Canada and the States is in the States you've got four teams. You know, you have four sports. Yeah. You know, you've got the football, the baseball, the basketball, and the hockey. So, you know, in any sport, any of those four sports, at least, you know, there's other sports. In Canada, um, except maybe for Toronto now with, with the Raptors, there's one sport, and that's hockey. And hockey is 24-7. It's on everything. It's what sells the most, and it's what people talk the most about. So in Canada, it can be a little bit more challenging. Like, <clears throat> I would literally, when I was in Vancouver and... and Montreal at the time I was married, but in Vancouver I, I was alone. If we were having a tough time, I wouldn't go do the groceries because <laughs> just it, it just would be nonstop. Right. So you know you're basically going from your uh, parking spot to the team's parking spot, and you're ordering in and uh, <laughs> and you're trying to get the team back going because it's a it's a challenging market. It's, dif it's different than in the states. Uh, but every market's got their challenge. Uh, this here, in the small amount of time that I've been here, and, and I've, I'm really sensing uh, an intense fan base, uh -huh. a passionate fan base. I got it yesterday at, uh, at our golf course, a fan base that wants to win. Uh, I want people to, to believe that I want to win as much as they do. I've come close twice. I believe the third time is going to be the right time, and, and this is it for me. What's, like, the biggest thing that, that you've learned? You just mentioned having gone to two Stanley Cup finals and, and not being able to, to get over that hump. Is that the thing that motivates you the most? Or I, I don't know, because, you know, some people, some people would take that and say, that's, that's a heck of an accomplishment to get that far. Yeah. And then others, you know, say, we've got to move on to the next season. But is there something about those experiences that, well, that fuels you? The, the, thing about those experiences coming so close I want to be on the other side I want to be on the winning side I do know that for for you to win it's a it's 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 tough to get in just the playoffs with the parity that we have in today's league to be the one team out of 31 uh, next year or the year after will be 32 um, any any team to win Things have to fall into place a little bit too. You know, you've got to, you have to have a good team without a doubt. You have to have talent. Uh, you have to stay healthy, and you have to stay healthy for that <clears throat> two-month period. That grind that players go through, that four playoff series, win four games first to move on to the next series, four games first. Uh, it's unbelievable. It's it's incredible what you find out about your team, what you find out about individual players what they are willing to put themselves through physically and mentally to be able to win that cup. And you need a special breed. I'm going to find out about this. I'm, 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 I'm hearing some good things, but you're going to find, I'm going to find out by being hands-on if you know, we've got the mental uh, capacity to, to A, get in, to, and to, to B, 
uh, you know, to win the series that are going to permit you to have an opportunity to compete for the Cup. And that's why I'm here. I, I want to compete for that Santa Cup. And so you know my biggest <coughs> takeaway from this interview is going to be, Russ? What's that? My biggest takeaway is that AV's never going to hear all us sing the, his praises because he doesn't mm-hmm. listen to the podcast. There you go. Yeah. And so he'll <laughs> never hear us talk all these or, wonderful things or, about or him. Or I won't be able to hear you second-guessing me on a, on a number of things. <laughs> we would never do which such is, a thing. Which is fine. You know what? At, at the end of the day, I think what, I, what I've learned the most is – I get it. I get the passionate fans and, you know, their critiques. And and when you're doing well, you know, them being I, – I understand that. Just like I understand that you guys have a job to do. And part of that job is asking questions. And I respect that. I I, I would not dare you, but I, I would question you to, to find somewhere in the uh, – whether it be the New York market or the Vancouver market or the Montreal market – to find me someone in your line of work that I didn't get along with. Right. I mean, I I understand that. I don't take it personally. I know you guys got a job to do, and and you got to do what you got to do. At the end of the day, that's the best way of of working out. And we appreciate that. AV, thank you very much for coming on the Goalie Podcast. And uh, thanks again, and I'm sure we'll catch up with you down the road. We will, no problem. Anytime, guys. Awesome. Then I saw his face. Now I'm an AV lever. All right, anyway. Uh, That was Elaine Vigneault, the Flyers head coach. And uh, Anthony, I, I think, you know, sometimes we talk about the fact that, like, we've had our video guy, Craig, down there for some of these interviews that we've done. And there have been people in the past who, like, the video wouldn't really add much. But something about Vino's mannerisms and the engaging nature with which he speaks, I think, uh, you know, that video is going to be out later this week, and we'll be sure to tweet it out. And our video guy, Craig, he's wonderful. He does a great job. Uh Vino is the most captivating person we have had on the show. Oh, there's no doubt. And we've had some good guests. We have. Like Bob Clark was hilarious. Yeah. Loves Bob Clark. That was a that was a wonderful interview we did. He was hilarious. Mike McKenna, really engaging to talk to. Um Jordan Wheel was like a he was a solid interview. Yeah. Who am I missing? Dale Weiss. I'm missing <laughs> Dale Weiss. Weiss was like Weiss was very honest. Yeah. wasn't like, you know, you know, he wasn't the best Scott, orator, Scott, but he, he did, did a good Gordon. job. Scott Gordon. Now, this is the thing. I think that Vino is probably the most like Scott Gordon. I, I feel like um, he's like Scott Gordon, plus he's got the lengthy NHL career that he can, uh, you know, he can use that gives him more credibility, right? Yeah. Like more top top end credibility. And that's not to take away from Scott Gordon. I thought he was he was awesome with us. But Vino, there is just something about that guy, and like maybe we've we've been taken under his spell now that we've talked to him face to face. But I, I have to say, I got not only the feeling of somebody who is dedicated to what they're going to do and and set forth, but I'm getting legitimate vibes here. I I'm actually starting to think that this Flyers team is going to react very very well to AV. Well, you, they, and you, and I I'm they changing. They have to, or they're going to be gone. What, well, and I haven't said what my prediction is. You know, when uh, when you've been saying throughout the season, or throughout the offseason, about where you think this team's going to end up, and when Sarah Valley was on, and when Retreatus and Cohen were on, and when Bill Meltzer was on, you know, you guys were often the ones to, to put it out there, and I don't think I ever actually did. I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board before I unveil what I think this team is going to finish. But I didn't know what to expect from AV, and I will say that I think probably the, the best thing, and this is, goes back to a Scott Gordon point from when we had him on, I think Vigneault is going to be a very good communicator with this young team. And because he's got as much experience as he does in the game, 
I think it's going to translate well. The one, you know, there were there were some questions that we had to leave on the table. Full disclosure to the people, you know, usually we ask for about 15, 20 minutes with whoever we're going to interview, and that ends up becoming like a forty-five minute interview. Uh, Vina was uh, he was like double booked, so he had us, and then he had to hop on a phone call with a, a station somewhere in Canada. Yeah, so actually, we, so we actually, got cut a little bit short. He actually, but that's still, okay. He actually still gave us five minutes more than we asked for. Yes, so, to, to he, be said, he was we, actually running late for the other thing that he was supposed to do live. Yeah. So, yes. you know, I think we're gonna try to get him back later in the season because there were there were some questions that fans you know had that I, I thought would have been questions. worthwhile to get yeah, to. Yeah, good questions. And there were still a few that I had, and and one of them you know was especially about the differences now in the, in the modern game and and over the course of his career, how to talk to players. But he he echoed a lot of what what Scott Gordon had kind of said, being clear and concise, having a plan and explaining to the players like where they fit within that plan. I, I'm getting the feeling, honestly, like I, I think this is going to work. Yeah, I, well, it could. I mean, I mean, that's why he's here, right? It's why they're paying him the big bucks. That's yep. why he was brought in. He was brought in to, to win with this team. Um, so, I mean, yeah, he's a good coach. He's got a, a good track record. Um and what I really, I mean, I really like the fact that he's willing to give everybody a fresh start. So guys who may have been, you know, on the outs uh, as recently as, you know, six months ago are going to be given an opportunity here. Now, that doesn't mean it's a long leash. If they start doing the same things that they were doing before, you know, it, that could be a quick see you later kind of deal. Um, but, uh, yeah, I love the fact that he's basically said, you know what, I'm not watching any of your film from last year. I'm not looking at any of that stuff. you got a clean slate with me, man. Come in, yeah. let's play hockey. And that's a really, really cool thing. Um, so I, I really like that about him. Um, yeah, there were a lot of questions that I still had, too. And, you know, I would have loved to have broken down some individual players. But to be fair, he did say that he really hasn't had a chance. I mean, he knows some of the guys, obviously, from coaching against them. Uh, he knows some of the guys from uh, coaching, like you had asked the question about the world champs. And, you know, he had uh, a few guys on the team there. So we talked a little. We talked a little bit about the goalies, um, but we really didn't dive into like you know the defense, and we didn't dive into the new guys. We didn't even ask about Kevin Hayes, who he's coached Which, before. Yeah, and there that was that was one of the things I started saying about roster construction that I I yeah, did want to ask him about. But it's okay. I mean, yeah, well, we'll get our chance. We'll get our chances to do that. Um, sure. Uh, you know, we've we've also got some we've got some guests lined up uh, already for future episodes. Uh, you know, Zach Hill down at the Flyers PR guy is the best in the business. And I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. He's already got us our next two guests already set. So yep. um, we'll, one, when we know the date that we're actually recording, we'll announce it. Um, but we've got in the next two our players. So we've got them uh, and they're going to be guys that are going to be on the team. I can promise you that. Um, so, you know, we got uh, two more guys coming. So, I mean, that's some good stuff. But I mean, yeah, I, you know. I'll tell you, he's got the right. He's he's creating the right kind of atmosphere and the right kind of culture early. We are still still haven't had day one of training camp, right? So there's there's still time for to, to let's see what we have. There's still a lot of developments that need to happen. You know, they still haven't. I'm I'm surprised that the Konechny deal hasn't been announced yet. I, I, I was told two weeks ago that it was practically done. Um, Provorov does not surprise me, although with Zach Wierenski signing in, in Columbus, um, I think that that is more likely now to get done, whereas prior to that I thought Provorov was going to go into the season. Um, and it still might, um, but I think there there's at least a framework for you know, if you're going to go with a shorter-term deal, which, which I was told back at the beginning of 
not, not even the beginning of the offseason, in last season, I was told that there was going to be a bridge deal. And a lot of people, even Sarah Valley came on the show with us. He said, I don't see there's any way that it's a bridge deal. And I was like, uh, I think that it actually might be. So I, I think we might actually see a, th- uh, uh, a three-year deal uh, for Provorov, two or three. Gross. Um, Gross. I, I do. I do think that. I think that that's going to happen. I mean, it, it's beneficial to the player. It really is. I mean, he still he still gets an opportunity to – you know, work out another deal for even more money if he continues to perform over the next three years. You know, right before he hits free agency. So, or he's um, going to cost himself a lot of money if he hasn't. If he has three up and down years like he did last year, and if and if Travis Sanheim, for example, is uh, is able to continue to to uh, grow and develop and be a guy who can be the quarterback of your uh, your power play, yeah. then we'll see. Like. That that is going to be. I think that honestly is going to be an interesting dynamic going into the next few seasons. Yeah, um, it will be. But anyway, so I, so there's some. You know, there's a lot of questions that we still had. We weren't able to get to. Um, but we and you know, you, I guess if there would be, you know, there could be an, uh, a hardcore hockey person listening to the show who would say who would criticize and say, well, you should have asked him more questions about the team rather than ask him about, you know, himself and his history and. Uh, what he likes to watch on TV and stuff like that, you know, his golf game. Like, yeah, we didn't, you know, I get it. But the point of the interviews that we do here on Snow the Goalie is to try and present to you uh, our, you know, our... Um, the holistic view. Yeah, yeah. Of uh, the person. Exactly. It's more than it's more than just the, you know, hey, this guy's the coach and he needs he needs to answer all kinds of coach questions. Like, there's yep. a human being on the other side and we want to we want to make sure that... The listeners get that. So the next time, you know, we'll dive into it a little bit more. Obviously, once he's had an opportunity to actually coach these guys and really get a sense of what they are and who they are, I think we'll. And I think AV will be, and I will never call him Elaine after listening <laughs> to our interview at the beginning there. Uh, I will never call him by his first name. I will call him AV for the remainder of his career. That's that's a thing because um, that's what he asked for and that's what he's going to get. But I think that uh, he will be he will be upfront and honest with us. I, I get that sense. And I loved the line that he said at the end. Um, we didn't even ask for it. It was like he kind of threw it in on his own. Like it, it wasn't even off of a question. I was kind of making making light of the fact that he doesn't, you know, read stories or anything like that. And I said, well, gee, he'll never listen to the podcast and know how much we're praising him. And he threw it out there on his own. He says, you know, go ask around every city I've been in. And, you know, and he's like in the media. He's like, you guys all have your jobs to do, and I get it, and I understand it, and you have to ask questions, and you have to offer analysis, et cetera, et cetera. He says, but there's not one person in any city I've ever been that will ever, ever say anything bad about me, about the, my relationship with them. I understand it. I get it. And so, therefore, I think that that's, that's another way of being, like, really, you know, um, to really disengage any kind of, you know, bulldog attitude that any, any kind of reporter might have. So yep. uh, um, I think it's great. I think he's going to be I think he's going to be really, really well-liked. I think he's going to be given a lot more rope than any other coach in this, in this team has had for a long time. I mean, I mean, there's going to be criticisms. Of course, there's always. He's criticisms. also come here with with better career accomplishments than many. Yeah, yeah. So, so. I think he he's earned that just on the surface. He's earned that kind of of leeway. Yeah. It's not like it's not like this was just you know spur of the moment. Let's go out and get you know big name coach and just you know let him uh, let him try to lead the troops. No, no, no. Like it can't. It, it's not going to just be a short term thing. Yeah. He's going to be given time and and you know. He's going to get to, uh, you know, put into place the kind of system that he wants to run and that he thinks his team is good with. I actually, I'll tell you what, when it comes to the system, I I don't know if there could be anything more that, that's going to be, you know, music to people's ears more than hearing that, you know, he thinks this is going to be kind of like a run and gun team, that this is going to be a quick team. 
I like that to me, a high speed death machine kind of squad is what I want to hear. So I'm excited. Yeah, like, I think that's I think that's well gonna be. be something that could bring some life back into not only, you know, the Flyers community at, at whole, as a whole, but like also getting back some of the fans that have fallen away that 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 can kind of ex- extinguish some of those flames of apathy. Yeah. And that I, were lit and and had gasoline poured on them last season. I'll tell you, I've been real critical on this podcast of the organization and the, the direction that it's heading. And, um, you know, ever since um, Dave Scott kind of took over and, and, and the people that have been put in place around him uh, and the way that they've kind of tried to change the way things are and, and not for the better in my estimation. Um, but I got to give them all credit here. Um, this hire it, it was a it was in my mind is a win. It's an absolute win for the organization. One of the few wins this organization has had in, in the past uh, couple of years, um, as far as the way that they do things. Um, so yeah, credit to credit to them for for bringing AV in because this is a this is this is the kind of coach that yeah, he's going to be along the lines of where Lobby was. That's the way I look at it. I mean, he might not be the you know the give him the jam and give you know, all kinds of emotion and everything else, but he's gonna he's gonna be Hitchcock Laviolette kind of blend. Um, and we're gonna get to see him behind the scenes on the NHL Network show, um, behind the glass yeah. with the uh, what is it behind the glass training camp with the Philadelphia Flyers, I think. Yeah, four part series so. on, on on the NHL Network. We're so. gonna like That'll I think fans are gonna get to see that human side too, but it's nice that we got to kind of put that out first to the people which is nice you know yeah it was great it was yeah. great it's really i'm really looking forward to it russ we got a lot of big things ahead here for snow the goalie this year and and you know we sure press, do the press row show and uh, and our our flyers coverage i think it it's it's continues to you know get better bigger and better um and it, it's a you know i i want to before we announce what we're going to announce and i'll let you do it because i know you love the fanfare and all this stuff and you oh, know, stop. look if if it wasn't for my you know professional background uh, when you start singing things like you're a uh, an AV, AV lever, uh, I, all my credibility would be shot to hell. But um, the, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, is that we couldn't do the things that we do if it weren't for uh, our listeners and our fa- and you know, the fans of Crossing Broad and the people who engage with us on social media all the time. I mean, we we couldn't. I mean, we, our numbers continue to grow, and we continue to be one of the you know fastest rising. Uh, hockey shows around and you know it, it's thanks to having a good good group of people who listen into the show and who take part in uh, in snow the goalie and press row show and all that stuff that we're able to get these great guests and able to do what we're doing next which is so uh obviously the big announcement number one was elaine Vigneault on the show and i guess the second bit of big news is uh looks like we're going on the radio bud yeah how about that? So as of right now, the tentative uh, the tentative thing that we are going to work on is, uh, of course, you and Bob have been over at 610 ESPN Radio every Monday from 5 to 6, available on any radio. You can reach the 610 frequency, or you can go on to, uh, what is it, 610ESPN.com. Uh, they've got their live stream, and there's an app, at least on Android. I think there's one on Apple as well, to uh, stream and listen to that show. But it sounds like as uh, the Philly season winds down, thankfully, mercifully, and flyer season kicks up. We'll be taking Snow the Goalie onto the radio for an hour every week. So uh, those of you who have been listening to us for the better part of what now? A year and a half? Two years? It's been a while. Yeah. We've been doing this show for, for quite a while. Um, yeah, it's about a year and a half now. Uh, those of you who have been looking to uh, have a chance to call in and, and tell us that we're dopes or 
are just looking to share some share some of the love of the orange and black you be able to get a hold of us uh it seems like as of right now every monday from five to six at the start of flyer season on 610 espn radio so that's uh that's our other big news very excited yeah, about that Yeah, hang tight with that i mean it, it's going to happen whether it's going to be on the monday spot replacing um crossed up or whether it's going to be another night or we're going to go back to back or there's still a couple things to be finalized but we're definitely going to be on 610 uh we think it's going to be monday um we'll figure we'll we'll keep you updated but that's definitely a thing that's happening and, and you know again um thanks to beasley radio um they uh and their sister station 97.5 uh for finding us uh, a spot to do this show and uh yeah, I still think there's more to come, more bigger and better things uh, that, we, that we're working on behind the scenes and uh, to bring you some of the best Flyers coverage there is, um, you know, for uh, just Russ and I. I mean, you know, it's just the two of us down there, but uh, we're doing all that we can uh, as often as we can. So, um, yep. So there's another. Tuned. So it's like there's another avenue, by the way, because I know people are going to ask. We're going to still do the show. We'll still do the podcast aside from the radio show. Um I'm not sure if like how that'll how it'll, it'll look, but we'll still be doing it. So don't don't worry. the The whole thing isn't going to fundamentally change. And since we're down there for every Flyers home game, I'm sure that that's gonna that's gonna continue to uh, to be a thing. We might end up you know doing some things that are post games. It it all depends. We'll see. Um, but obviously, the podcast will live on. The radio show will live on. Um, and I think maybe just as exciting is the press row show coming back because. That was something that we started on a whim last year, and it started with, like, what, 50 people checking in from time to time? Yeah. And by the time it was all said and done, there were episodes that we had, you know, 500 people checking in, which was really cool. And then by the time you got to the uh, the archive video where people realized, oh, man, they, they broke stuff down in between periods, we would see the, the metrics going that while people were watching the second period of the game, they were watching the... Uh, the press the press row show from the first intermission so that was pretty cool um so we're going to keep doing that so if you um were unaware of it, the existence of it it streams via the crossing broad twitter account at crossing broad the crossing broad facebook page and that's also crossing broad um i think this year we might even dabble into streaming with twitch we might be trying to dabble into youtube live uh that should probably help to work with uh, a lot of people who have like roku who have amazon fire sticks whatever so I'm I'm still trying to tweak some things, and we'll see how it goes. But that's another really exciting thing. So like Anthony said, our goal is to try to give you the best Flyers coverage that anybody can give. And we're always open to suggestions. We're always open to ideas. We're both on Twitter, at Joy on Broad, at Ant San Philly. We're both available. I don't know if you have an email address posted on your uh, your Twitter, but I'm sure you'll add it at some point if you don't. But um, always, always, you know, keep those things in mind, and we're, uh, we're more than happy to... Uh, you know, do whatever needs to be done to make sure that we have the the best Flyers coverage out there. I am excited. I mean, I think the fact that we started off this season by getting AV on is uh, is a heck of a get, and uh, I'm looking forward to this season. I think it's going to be a good one, and it was it was nice to kind of get my feet wet last year. Uh, it took a little while to find my voice, but now I'm excited. Like I'm very excited for this season. And, be, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, Russ. It's good. To, it's going to be good to get back uh, back down there with you. Uh, you, you know, your, your wife will say that, she, that you talk to me more than you talk to her uh, over the Accurate. course of the next seven months. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so it'll be, but it'll be good. It'll be fun. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to another great season as well. And I'm I'm also looking forward to. Uh, you know, it's been nice. We've we've been forging you know friendships, relationships with other people who are 
down covering the team. And it's been nice to uh, continue to foster this through the offseason here. We've had some people pop on. We had Mertidis and, and Cohen and Meltzer on and Saravali on. And, you know, I think those are things that we're going to continue to build on because, you know, it's always good to uh, to get differing opinions. And I think that's that's something that, you know, has been enjoyable. So I'm looking forward to the season. I think it's going to be good. And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much it. We've got camp starting very soon. And, uh, you know, we'll be back here on Snow the Goalie breaking down all the developments that come out of camp. Anthony and I will not be down at camp from day to day. Obviously, we both have uh, yeah, different pop, daytime yeah, jobs, but yeah, you'll but probably I, pop in from time I'll to pop time. pop in from time to time when I can, yeah. So, um, you know, if there's something that, that comes up in and around camp and you want to get an answer, don't worry. We'll try to get it for you in, in some way, shape, or form. So I think that's it. Is there anything else you wanted to uh, touch on tonight? No, I think that's it, Russ. All right. Yeah, good stuff. All right. Well, uh, you know, I usually do my uh, my end of the thing spiel here, but really quickly, because I forgot to mention it off the top, uh, if you're still looking at this point, I mean, it, we are into September, and it is still grilling season, believe it or not. And so with uh, week two of the NFL season getting started and Penn State and Pitt are playing this weekend, there's nothing worse than having a crusty, old, decrepit, disgusting, nasty propane tank in your shed or under that that grill that you said you were going to use that your wife went out and got you and and you've used it once nay nay if you're worried that that propane tank might be 10 years old might have a hole in it a rat chewed some some piece of it off don't worry our friends at cinch by amerigas will bring you a brand new full propane tank for just ten dollars with the promo code crossing broad it's a great thing put that old tank out front they'll come out they'll exchange it they'll take it away bring you a new tank just $10 with a promo code crossing broad. That's cinch.com, C-Y-N-C-H.com. I've used the service. I believe in the service. I've had some friends and family use it, and they absolutely love it. So it's something that you should do. And uh, while we're talking about things to do, go check out the other shows on the Crossing Broad Podcast Network, including Crossed Up, which, uh, again, Anthony and Bob have been uh, crushing it over there. Bob's been like the uh, the everyday beat kind of guy down there this summer. So he's he's been he's been having some fun, I think. Um they are doing the 610 show. Don't forget, that's uh, Mondays, 5 to 6 at uh, on 610 ESPN Radio. They do Crossed Up Radio, and then sometimes they drop a second episode later in the week. And it'll, I think it'll all depend, right, Anthony? It depends on if this team uh, continues to to somehow fail upwards, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh... Christian Yelich gets hurt. The Cubs lose. The Phillies win. It's just like they, they just won't let the Phillies die. No, you're right. But anyway, yeah, but that's for another that's for another podcast. So there's there's that there's crossing broadcast. There's um, it's always soccer in Philadelphia. I'm gonna probably go down on Saturday and cover uh, the Philadelphia Union versus LAFC as the best team in the Eastern Conference. Your team, your town, your Philadelphia Union take on the best in the West, the best in MLS, Los Angeles FC. So that'll be a, that'll be a thing as well. Go out and check out uh, Broadlines and check out all of the sports betting content over on CrossingBroad.com. Those guys are busting it, and they're uh, they're working on all kinds of video right now as we speak to get you set up for college football this weekend, and I believe some NFL picks. So go give them a, a like and a follow on Instagram and over on their YouTube channel and everything. So anything else, Anthony? No, I got to go inside. All right. Time to say goodnight to those crickets. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Snow the Goalie. If you haven't done so already, subscribe. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere else that you can get your podcast, you can get Snow the Goalie, the premier podcast, the people's podcast, the prognosticator's podcast, the presidential podcast, the only Flyers podcast. <sighs>